Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We are live with the Combat Cast. It's a uh, man they call Dave. It's Chevy Rooney. Chevy, welcome back. And uh, what do we got coming up in the next few weeks before we get into today? All right. August 5th, UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Nurmaga Medoff. Looking forward to that one. And then uh, August 12th, UFC. Actually, didn't that, that changed, right? Magomedov had to pull out, right? Yes. So that's so going to be Rob Font now, I believe, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah, it is I'm, I'm infinitely more excited for that than Nurmagomedov, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, yeah, so it's yeah, Sanhagen Font. Next All right, we'll, we'll talk about that next week, but that, that's an upgrade of a fight, if you ask me. And then uh, August 12th, USC fight night, Luque versus Dos Anjos. That's another great matchup, great matchmaking. Uh, and then August 19th, UFC fight night, Sterling, or I'm sorry, not fight night. It's a pay-per-view, 292. Yeah. Sterling versus O'Malley for the Bantamweight belt. Absolutely. And so speaking of fight nights, <laughs> let's uh, review the co-main and main event of last week's fight night. Um, just uh, just want to say a couple other fights here. Paul Craig got a great TKO against Andre Muniz. Great debut at middleweight. He looked great, stuck. yeah. Yeah, and uh, call that bone nickel, by the way. Yeah, great call out. Yeah. I like that fight. Don't know if he'll get it, but I could see why he would get it, honestly. Uh, but uh, just because stylistically, they might go, okay, he's kind of perfect for Bo. He'll go to the ground, but is he? You know, I don't know. That's what's so interesting about that matchup, but uh, and then Nathaniel Wood, Andre Feely had a hell of a fight too on the main card as well. Yeah. Nathaniel uh, Wood getting a big W there. Yeah, it was uh you know up and down fight card for sure. Uh, Could have used Patty on there, um, but let's talk about the co-main Molly McCann versus Juliana Stolyarenko. Stolyarenko got the W. Uh, I want to remember her name now. She, you know, armbar the modern Ronda Rousey here. She gets all her submission wins by armbar. Um, you know, I don't know if uh, Julia is going to be any kind of star or anything after this. I don't see that necessarily happening. She's two and five in the UFC. Right. But I just think uh, Molly talked about, you know, going down a weight class uh, after this, and that's probably going to be the best. You know, she's getting outmatched. Try that because this really just showed that, you know, she's clearly got holes, which we already kind of knew anyway, but just put an exclamation mark on that ground game. So, you know, that's what I took away. Yeah, Molly really showed her lack of BJJ, which is interesting. You know, she's a teammate of Patty, trains with Patty. That's like his, you know, best asset. You would think that she would have been able to round that out a little bit more. But uh, she got into the one position that she desperately needed to avoid with uh, Juliana. So uh, not a great fight IQ. Um, You know, mistakes happen in there. Obviously, there's just so many variables, but... You know, I am interested to see her at 115. Uh, if that could make, you know, 
she does seem like she's a bit smaller than all these girls she's fighting. So uh, might be the right move. So good luck to her. Uh, she definitely still needs to work on that ground game, though, because uh, there's girls down there that'll tap her out, too, even if she's the bigger fighter. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the main event, which I was very excited by. Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tibera. Uh Tom Aspinall did exactly what we thought he was going to do, and uh, he crushed it. He looked good, and uh, I was super, super impressed with Tom. Yeah, Tom is the truth. Uh, I wish that we could see him against Jones, but that doesn't sound like it will happen. Um, I think Tom's going to be the champ next year either way, whether, you know, Stipe wins mm. or, you know, John wins and retires. I mean, they, mo- they might both retire after that fight for all I know, but I, I think Tom's going to be the uh, going to be the champ either way next year. So, um, guess what? By the way, for people who won't uh, know this, we are uh, we did this last week too. This is my fault. <laughs> Just making uh, two studios. We are in uh, episode one eleven uh, font. Second <laughs> preview. Great, this. great. <laughs> so, um, anybody? Well, I don't like anybody's watching it. So, why don't you want to hop in the other studio, or what do you want to? What do you want to do? I'll just do this one. No, just one. We'll keep rolling this one. All right, I'm sorry. Joe. <laughs> sorry, Stop. Joe. Studios, I can't handle this. <laughs> Clearly, all right. Well, let's get on to this week's main card. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to this card so much. Just uh, <laughs> we're gonna go through the whole main card because this card's so great. But I also want to shout out prelim. How he's on the prelims only makes sense because the prelims are being shown on ABC. But Derek Black Beast Lewis is fighting Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Um, I'm going to take Black Beast by KO because Marcos is someone that will actually play that game and walk forward. Um, even though his grappling is superior, he fancies himself a knockout artist as well. So I think he's going to walk into Black Beast and regret it. I um, I hope you're right because I think Black Beast does need to get back in the uh, win column here too. For sure, so he's a fan favorite. I like the guy. I don't want to see him. You know, yeah. You know, he's he said he had some weight cut issues too. Um, he's I don't know if this is true because he's hilarious and he's uh, you know hard to read sometimes. But he says he's gonna have a six pack come weigh-ins for this fight. So we are recording on Thursday, so we'll find out. But. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think we'll see that, but I am excited for the fight. So All right, funny. let's get into this main card. Juicy, juicy card. Michael Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. All right, Michael Chiesa, 18 and 6, 11 subs, 7 decisions. This guy, you know, he's funny. He's got quietly wins over like Rafael Dos Andros, Jim Miller, Carlos Condent, uh, Diego Sanchez, Benil Dariush. I mean, different points in their career, but, you know, Michael Chiesa is a guy that uh, sometimes I think is underrated. Um, you know, he won the ultimate fighter live. I think it's important to always mention the live aspect Probably of that one for sure. Yeah. Just, you know, and he didn't get any breaks and any buys. It was like four fights. And so, uh, very impressive. Kevin Holland though, 24, nine and one, 14 KOs, six subs, four decisions. Uh, he is tied with, uh, Roger Huda and Neil Magny for most wins in a calendar year in UFC history. Um, uh, so, you know, fight it a night, five, performance tonight five times. This is a guy, um, he likes to put on exciting fights, and he's a guy that also like to keep busy at one time. So 
I would say this is an interesting, even matchup. Um, I like uh, Kiesa on the ground a little bit here, but I don't feel like he's going to have necessarily a clear advantage. Whereas I do think Holland will have the advantage on strikes. And I think Holland is just at a point in his career where he's younger. And uh, as long as he's mentally, you know, uh, focused, I think Kevin Holland will have this victory. I love Michael Chiesa, but I just feel like these two are going at different points in their career. Not to say that Chiesa is washed. I just don't. I feel like Holland is on the upswing. And right now he's going to keep that momentum going. Yeah, both guys have struggled lately, too. So there's an incentive, a little bit extra on this fight. Um, I'm with you, though. I think Kevin's a little too slippery on the ground to be held down by Kiesa. And on the feet, he has a huge advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of both guys, so I'm hoping for a good match. But I'm going to assume that Kevin gets a TKO in round three, uh, keeps range. And uh, when Kiesa start getting a little bit tired and he's going to be lunging in for those takedowns, he's going to get caught with something, I think so. Yes, I didn't pick a round. TKO, round three. I will yeah. also pick some of that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Interesting matchup. Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Two characters. So that's funny. I actually forgot to put down uh, this one, but I don't need any notes for these two. Yeah. Um, Tony Ferguson is a legend who's fallen, uh, kind of like Kessa, you know, like I said, except for even more so on hard times. He needs a victory. Bobby Green is interesting in the sense he's always been one of those top fighters, but never quite broken out of that uh, pack of that upper echelons um, top five. And this is an interesting time in their careers that they're fighting each other. Uh, I don't know who's the favorite in this. Bobby Green is a sizable favorite. Is he? Okay. Now, I mean, I get that because Tony is on like a five fight losing streak, I believe. So, I would go with Bobby Green, too, based on that. I'm going to say Bobby is a kill or be killed fighter, too, so he'll probably get a TKO um, round three. I'm going to go round three again. But, man, um, Tony's jiu-jitsu game and everything, if uh, these two are still pretty evenly matched, don't be surprised if Tony pulls out a submission. I wouldn't be shocked. But uh, I'll go with Bobby Green, TKO round three. Yeah, prime Tony would give Bobby all he can handle, but I'm not sure at this point that he can hang on the feet uh, with Bobby. Both guys are super slick and creative. Um, Should be very exciting fight uh, while it lasts for sure. Um, If Tony can take him down, he might get a sub like you were saying, but I assume Bobby, you know, beats him up. Tony's head movement isn't what it used to be. So I think uh, Bobby gets the KO in round three. All right. All right. Move on to another excellent uh, matchup, uh, striking matchup for sure. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Michelle Pihera. Uh Michelle Pihera is 28 11 uh, in uh, two no contests, 10 knockouts, seven subs, and 11 decisions. Steven Thompson, 17 6 and 1, eight KOs, one subs, eight decisions. Uh, Steven has the wins over more quality competition for sure. Uh, and he's definitely got a legendary like karate background, and this is probably going to be a striker's matchup. Pajara will probably play into that. However, because of the way Pajara fights and because it will be striking, again, uh, there is definitely a big chance here for Pajara to pull this off. But I will go Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and I'm going to go round two TKO this time. 
Yeah, we're we're uh, in a similar mindset here. Both guys are exciting strikers, but the their styles are very different. Um, I'm going to pick Wonder Boy also because he's technical and Pejera is wild. So I think Wonder Boy outpoints him um, and eventually clips him with one of those uh, front leg uh, head kicks. So I think he KOs him after that, knocks him down and finishes him with a uh, ground and pound. Round two KO for Wonder Boy. Okay, so we're pretty much in agreement so far. All right. Very uh, – so I wasn't as excited for this matchup when it first was discussed, but the closer we're getting to it, the more excited I'm getting for it. Jan Blahovich versus Alex Behera. Jan Blahovich, 29, 9-1, nine, 9 KOs, 9 subs, 11 decisions. Uh, this guy's a former uh, KSW light heavyweight champion uh, out of Poland, which is a great promotion. That's why I mentioned it. And a former – UFC light heavyweight champion. Uh, he's also beaten Israel Adesanya before, who tried to come up at light heavyweight and fight him. Um, Hovich is just, a, I think he's a very tough matchup for Behera. But Behera, 7-2. and two, not, not a lot of MMA fights still. We have to remember that. Six KOs, one decision. But he's a kickboxing legend, and he's a former middleweight champion. He was able to knock out uh, style bender, something that Jan wasn't able to do. So... It's an interesting matchup. I think, again, we're looking at Behera probably with a puncher's chance, you know, but Bohovich is just such a, you know, like he's got strong power on the feet, and he's clearly got an edge when it comes to the ground in terms of wrestling. Not to say that Behera can't do any jiu-jitsu or anything like that, but I just don't think he has the years of experience. Um, I got to favor Bohovich, but since we've been agreeing on everything and since – I just feel like picking something a little different. I'm going to call a hair upset here, and I'm going to say he gets it done round one TKO because even though I think Bohovich could end this, I feel like there's going to be fireworks in round one, and that's going to be Behera's best chance to catch him. Yeah, I'm interested to see Alex at light heavyweight because he cut so much weight to get to middleweight that like you don't really understand how diminished he really could have been by cutting mm. all the way down to that. We could see an entirely different fighter. Um, with that being said, this is a tough matchup. Uh, Jan already has the blueprint for fighting, uh, you know, a kickboxer coming up from middleweight, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and Izzy have very similar styles when it comes to MMA, so... Uh, I think Alex um, is going to struggle with that grappling, like you were saying. Jan's too well-rounded, and he's very strong, even for light heavyweight. So uh, I think he gets Alex down and finishes him via ground and pound in round one. But he better watch out because Alex, without that diminished, uh, having that weight cut that diminishes him, he could be even more deadly with his striking. So. Yeah, that's yeah, a very interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, we'll just have to see how strong Alex Pajero truly is at this weight class. Right. Yeah. If he can keep Jan off him, he can hurt him real bad and finish him. So, yeah. all right, let's talk about uh, um, main event. The, the main event. I It's for the BMF belt, which means absolutely nothing to me. If this had nothing to do with the BMF belt, it would still be the main event for me. Uh, super excited. Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje, two. Yeah, Poirier, 29-7-1, 14 KOs, 8 subs, 7 decisions. Gaethje's 24-4, 19 KOs, 1 sub, 4 decision. Uh, between the two of them, 
their fight of the night bonuses. I'm just taking a look here. Uh, 11, oh, 15, <laughs> 15 fight of the night bonuses. Uh, uh, Steve Poirier's got a submission of the night, performance of the night. Uh, they both have four. So, I mean, we're talking. That's how you get a BMF belt, you know? Yeah. 23 bonuses, but well, even more than that, because Poirier's got some of those old school submission of the nights too. One time. Uh, so it's just, they're two top guys who are guaranteed to put on exciting fights. They always put on exciting fights, both of them. I can't remember the last time I've ever seen either one of these guys in a boring, plotting fight. It is either a barn burner or we get a finish, yep. ultimately. So, um, that being said, this can go either way. It really is a pick em. Uh At the end of the day, I'm going to lean towards Poirier because I think he has slightly better submission skills. And I did not like Gaethje's uh, submission defense when it got to the ground at times when we got to Habib. That is Habib. I understand mm-hmm. that, though. But since I really don't have, other than their rematch, which I feel you could almost thrown out because they're both completely different fighters, that's really the one thing where I can go, I think Poirier kind of slightly gets the head nod. Um, so I think Poirier will get the tap. When I say tap, I think Justin will probably pass out. Um, and yeah, tap. Nah, I think it'll probably be uh, round four. I even go so far as to say it's a darts choke. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, I don't know who's going to win this. That first fight was so good. Uh, Gaethje was destroying Poirier's leg with those leg kicks. He could barely stand up, but that ultimately is how he got caught. Uh, you know, Justin count or Dustin countered Gaethje, Gaethje's leg kick with a uh, left hand that wobbled him, and he ended up following up and finishing him. So um, I don't know if if Gaethje's going to use the same game plan, go in there and kick the leg and and uh, you know take his legs out from underneath him, or if he's going to do a different game plan, but. Uh, we do know that he has tightened up his game a little bit. He's not as wild, not as willing to just take shots shots and wade in. Um, so that sounds like it would be a more technical fight. And in a more technical fight, I think that favors Dust, uh, Dustin even more. So um, I'm a huge fan of both guys. Guaranteed to be an exciting fight. Um, good luck getting fight of the night from these guys. So um I'm going to pick Dustin in a more technical fight, but I, I think that it's going to be a decision. It's going to be a very tough fight. If Gagey can try to mix in some takedown attempts just to get Dustin thinking about it this time, um, you know, he could catch him on the break and, and hurt him. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Justin's just going to, you know, wade into war like he normally does. And and I think we see Dustin come out on top. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dustin via decision. Okay. Great fight. I'm so excited for this card. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about it. Big boxing fight uh, as well. Uh, Saturday night, uh, Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. Um, I've been watching some of the uh, Showtime uh, boxing access for this. It's very interesting. Uh, Errol Spence, especially, he's very cerebral when he talks. And he really says, like, <laughs> he's really going to talk about, like, rearranging his man and breaking his spirit. But he says it in the most, like, polite, <laughs> like, civilized way. So it's uh, it's very fascinating. But 
Anyway, there are records here. Let me pull this up here. This is two welterweights. Uh, this is for the Undisputed Championship. Both guys undefeated. Uh, Spence Jr.'s 28 and 0, 22 knockouts, six decisions. Uh, Crawford is uh, 39 and 0, 30 knockouts, and nine decisions. I was listening to a breakdown by, I believe, it's, uh, Keith Thurman, who uh, fought both of these guys. And uh, he said he fought Spence at the right time, meaning that he wasn't quite in his prime yet. So he had a little more success, despite not winning that fight. He had a little more success. And uh, I'm going to take that because, again, two evenly uh, matched strikers, two evenly matched boxers, and everybody, it seems pretty evenly matched. It's hard to pick a winner. But based on that analogy, I'm going to say, hmm, Spence Jr. is maybe a little bit ahead of where he used to be. And uh, I'm going to lean towards him to get a decision in an exciting fight. Yeah, the just spoiled boxing for at this point uh, with the Ryan Garcia and the Tank Davis thing kind of setting it off. But we finally are going to see two excellent top level boxers fight each other in their prime, um, which we haven't seen in you know a long, long time other than Tyson, who is willing to fight these guys. But um, I'm very excited for this fight. I I think fundamentally they're both super evenly matched. I'm going to lean towards Terrence Crawford. I think he's just got a little bit of a speed advantage. Um, but I expect a very close decision either way. I could see either guy winning. I'm just excited for the fight. Yeah, there's going to be fireworks. And uh, this is a really great weekend for uh, combat sports. But uh, Chevy, tell people what we got in the next few weeks after this. All right, August 5th, UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Font. Super excited for that. We'll talk about that next week. Then August 12th, UFC Fight Night, Vicente Luque versus RDA. A great welterweight matchup. And then August 19th, UFC 292, uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Should be some good ones. All right, guys, enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll see you ringside. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.